Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as always, your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have with me the majority of my party. We will be joined by our fighter in some short time, which is fine because he's currently away from the rest of the party anyway. So, um, before we get into it, let me have the distinct pleasure to remind you guys of the dis of the wonderful sense that Critical Wick Candles can give you. I'm actually still burning through a, uh, a, a candle of Warlock, and it's fantastic. It's got a, it almost reminds me of pumpkin. Maybe it's just the color, but uh, it's got a very nice spice uh, smell to it. Anyway, so we have our Barbarian. Hey, guys. It's Pahokwe, played by Koo. Our Bard. Hi, this is Lauren. I play Vala, the Asimar Bard. Our Druid. Hey, this this is Clay Crack, the Erico Druid. And our Rogue. Hi, this is Elise. I play Leonora, the Furball Rogue. So when we last left off, these four members of the party, plus Necro, have Chesapeake and have read instructions in a note to go wait for Nalos to be returned to them. Um, I forget where, where you all got left off exactly with that, did you guys head back into town yet, or no? Uh, we were about to head back into town, I believe. Okay. So there's there was the nearby battlefield where you saw Jacoby fight the four sisters. Um, what else? What, is there anything that you wanted to do before you headed back to Maru's bed? I think we kind of fussed around enough. I, I'm I'm ready to head back. Okay. I don't know about anybody else. Yeah. yeah, we've kind of exhausted all of our ways of looking for them or finding them at this point. Yeah, I mean, so Nala uh, or Nara didn't want to do this last week. She didn't want to inconvenience anybody on her way to where we are going. But if we have a day or two to kill you know, until we hear word about Nalus, um, I'd like to go back to the dude I paid 80 gold to for a contract so I can get that taken care of. Because I don't know the next time we'll have a lot of free time that's um, somewhat nearby. But, like, I can go off and do that myself and meet back up with you guys. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that um, if we're trying to kill time. I don't, I don't mind that, but I, I'll go with you because I don't like the idea of one of us splitting off by ourselves after what's happened with Nalos now. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I feel like our party's already split. Let's not split it further. I don't, but I don't mind um, making the trek. So yeah, I, I don't um, mind. Uh, Either keeping together or a couple of us going with uh, with you on that, but going by yourself, I don't know if it's a good idea right now. Yeah, that seems fair. Uh, it's what, like a half day's travel from us? Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, a half day's travel and, like, we can get there and back in the same day, or would we, would we need to stay overnight? And um, I guess, like, what time is it now? 
do we have time to get there today? Yeah, you guys could absolutely head back to Maru's bed. I mean, the the edge of it by, you know, within an hour or so. Um, it would probably be the majority of the day to get back to the guy that mentioned that, you know, you signed that contract with since he's in the the Merchant's Guild that runs Maru's bed, which is on the south side of the bed itself. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, can we head up there tonight then? And um, I don't know, I'll buy us all drinks on me for making the trek out there, and then we come back tomorrow? Yeah. All right. So you guys head down into Maru's bed again, where you, uh, you know, the sort of clamor of the, the town sort of begins to fill the air once more. And, uh, yeah, the, the flicker of torchlight is the majority of the light that you have left after you get to the base of Maru's bed. It's, it's quite evening, and because you're not on the ground level anymore, it gets dark rather quick. So, you find your way... You rehire the rickshaw, the same actual rickshaw service. It was, uh, it's only, you know, a gold to go back to where you were before. So, it's probably mid to late evening when you arrive to the steps of the very well illuminated marbled building that is the merchant skill. All right, well, is he still there for the day? Uh, yeah, so you guys go in, and do you I, do you go to the, what would you call it? The clerk or secretary or what have you? Yeah, yeah, just go up, kind of introduce myself and say, hi, you know, we were here a little while ago. Um, and uh, I dropped off, you know, an idea for a business plan that I had and signed a contract with somebody um, saying that they would kind of go over and take a look at it. And I'm just here to pick that up. Uh, they, they sort of <clears throat> look at you and so you're pretty much everyone is in this nice large uh, foyer that you're familiar with at this point. You've been here once before. It's much more quiet than it was the first time. Um, very few people walking around. So the clerk that you're talking to sort of begins to fuddle through a bunch of paperwork and uh, tomes on their desk and on the rack behind them. And then they find a scroll, a, a scroll case that they pull open, uh, and you can see it actually has your full name on it. And it goes, oh! This must be what you're looking after. Yes, yes, yes. Master Filden uh, signed this and said it said to hold it in case you came by. Uh, would you care to review? Uh, sure. Thank you. So, you know, removes the contract from the scroll case and sort of lays it out before you and lays a couple of weights to hold it down, a... Uh, small, like almost adorable, like coaster-sized pillow that he very delicately lays a magnifying glass and next to it an ink and quill. And he goes, please read over to your desire, and when you are done, I have been authorized to 
work with you on the matter of this contract further. All right, well, I read it over. So your intention with that was to what exactly? Um, I think that I said I'd made like a business plan um, for how to get my messenger pigeon business, like if that was a viable idea and uh, I would have laid out some of like the startup costs that I would have researched and mm -hmm. um, basically just to like, here, give me your stamp of approval of this thing could maybe happen. So that seems to be in order, but there's seems to be a series of requirements um, within the contract where the Merchants Guild is willing to help fund this project and is even willing to uh, let you be the main shareholder should the business be successful. But you, your aspect of the work will come in the form of requesting they, they need to hear essentially uh, a desire and a confirmation from at least three other locations before they will invest in starting this process. So if you can go and, you know, attend to a few other places and say, you know, hey, uh, this is something I'm doing. The Merchants Guild of Maru's Bed is interested. You need to let them know that you're interested in this, like send a message to them. And if you do that, then we, you know, with if you have three other locations, the Merchants Guild would be interested in funding the project. Sweet. All right. Well, I'm going to thank them profusely and then, you know, leave with the rest of the party and then immediately start to brag about how I'm a business owner. Well, you guys get to deal with that. Yes, yes, congratulations. Personally, I find that sort of business to be a little for the birds. Uh. <laughs> cool business. Right. I'm all about it. Yeah. Are you going to start carrying birds around with you everywhere? Oh, that'd be fun. I guess when you can, like, speak to animals, you don't really need to, uh, you can just, like, find a bird and be like, hey, yo, take this message for me. Yeah, but they can't speak back to me, which is the problem. Oh, so you don't know if it agrees or not. <laughs> yep. It could be like, fuck you, I'll do what I want. Correct. Mm -hmm. and then you, like, wave goodbye, and you're like, oh, good bird, you're going to deliver this important message. Nope. Nope. All right, well, my mission was accomplished. Um, so I take it we have to bunk down here for the evening before we head back? Well, not necessarily. I mean, you guys could travel through the night to get back to the ground level of the forest, but your instructions were that Nalos would be returned to you uh, at the location where he and Jacoby battled. You mean where me and Jacoby battled? Yeah, sorry. All right, well, what do you guys think? Do we want to travel to the night there? Or uh, 
you know, just head out first thing in the morning. Mm. I think we can make it there if we just travel a little bit tonight. Get there, maybe find if there's a, a nice little inn in the in the area. It doesn't matter to me. I'm. I mean, I, I guess we can. Are we going to get an exhaustion if we travel through the night? Um, are you guys on foot or on? Do you guys have mounts? We left our mounts. Then, yes. I mean, I guess if we go right to sleep once we get there. Yeah, like we have to kill time either way. Uh, might as well be there so we're not all antsy about it. Sure. So what are your decisions then? Uh, it sounds like we're going to travel through the night to get there, find an inn, and uh, immediately get a room. So staying in Maru's bed for the night? Yeah, because okay. he fought me in Maru's bed. Right. So, sorry. Yeah, to get to to get to topside would take most of the night. It'll only take a couple of hours to get to where you're headed. Then. Oh, perfect. So you'll arrive oh. pretty late into the night, like you know, ten thirty, eleven, as it were. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So it's another gold for the rickshaw back to that part of town. So someone obviously has to cough that up. Yeah, I'll do that. This was my expedition. All right, but you find a couple of town, uh, a couple of uh, inns uh, around. Um, there is a slightly more seedy location named uh, Fildrens, and then. Uh, another much more less seedy, I should say, place just called The Forge. So we got two choices, guys. Uh, personally, my pockets are a little light right now, so the cheapest is going to be pulling to me. I think all our pockets are a little light right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, Fildrens. <laughs> Alright, so you go to Fildrens. And you walk into Fildrens, and it's about as dead as it can be. There's a single sleepy bard playing a gentle tune in the background. Every few bars, he seems to kneel down and sip at his ale before he leans back up in his stool. The barkeep recognizes you. He's a dwarven man and sort of seems to be a little under the bottle already for the night. There's a couple people passed out on the on the tables, but the place seems quite at ease, and obviously the night's gone quite away at this point. All right, I'm going to walk up to the barkeep and say, uh, "Oh, you know, it's it's only ten o'clock." Why is everything winding down? I bet it's because your bard over there seems to care more about his drink than his performance. Uh, if dwarf. you... Oh, good. Hmm? Good. If you uh, let me perform and stay for free, um, I'm sure I could liven things up a bit. The dwarf sort of gives you a shake of his head and says, no, I appreciate your your kindness, my dear, but, well, 
We normally close up shop before the middle of the night. You see, you obviously all don't live in this town. People have an early night and early morning around here, generally. When you work as early as you can until you can barely no longer, you value a good night's rest. So while what we're looking at right now might seem like a bit of a late, late night, early morning situation for the likes of you all, this is quite normal. Most folks find themselves quite at rest by the middle of the night. Okay, well, perhaps it's for uh, tomorrow's crowd. If you'd like I do to... also have, like, the um, bardic ability that, like, yeah. um, I'm supposed to be, like, welcome or whatever at, uh, at taverns and stuff. Well, yeah, that's a background thing, isn't it? Yeah. Performer? Mm-hmm. I'm, Performer. I'm pretty sure that's that's only at most places, right? Yeah, it's not mandatory. It's yeah. just that most places um, will recognize uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Will recognize you and trade performance for uh, like a free night and a meal. Yeah, and he's willing to offer you that tomorrow. Um, cool. If you're still in town when the sun begins to crest the top of Maru's bed and the and the the light becomes nice and coppery. That's when you should come in and, and offer to play. All right. Coppery light o'clock. Got it. But the night's well on, like I said, but you all seem like you need a place to sleep. With that, he sort of sets down his, you know, his personal drink and uh, comes around the side, grabbing a couple of keys that are hanging off a wall and goes... Is it just the group of you? Yeah, you're very observant. <laughs> that's uh, that's some roleplay right there. Right. Totally not real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just committing to the bit. So, uh... He sort of gives you a gesture, like... Is that what you all are looking for? Uh, no, I can say, yeah. What would the, the damage be to my, my purse, then? Well, let's see. For the lot of you, it's only four. Uh, two gold and a pair of two rooms. I'll nod and hand, them, uh, hand that over to him. Plus the, the one gold from... Uh... Oh, I guess I already paid the rickshaw driver. Yeah. Well, the dwarf hand uh, takes the, the the silver or gold coins, however you give it to him, and Seems to leisurely drop them in his leather apron and hands you a pair of keys. One very clearly with a 11 etched into it and one with a 12 etched into it. He goes, just up the, up the stairs and down the hall, he points to a small spiral staircase that leads upstairs. But uh, the, the upstairs is not visible from this common room. He goes, did you all happen to bring any animals? We don't have a proper stable, but we can do something if you have them. Yeah, we, we still have uh, Chesapeake with us, don't we? Yeah. Okay. We yeah, we have... Um, do you have space for a giant crab? He looks at you and goes, well, what do you mean? And he sort of like holds his hands up to like the size of what you would expect a large crab if you fished one up to be. Like He's like, like this, and it's like two feet across. 
Think of what you can put a saddle on. Saddle for you or saddle for me? Sort of looks up to you. Well... More my size saddle, probably. That's a big crab. It belongs to a very big being. Uh, don't give knowledge that much credit. He's not that big. <laughs> oh, that's so savage. He's uh, not house-sized. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. Twelve dozen eggs in the morning. I start to flex. The, the dwarf sort of nods and says, Well, show me to the beast and I'll see what I can do. All right. I'll, uh, yeah, let's lead him to this giant crab, Echo. So you, uh, take, him, you take him outside right. and he immediately eyes the giant crab and goes, Huh. Wow. That's something you don't see ev- ever. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He sort of walks along the front of his building, you know, that's in the face of the chasm of Maru's bed. And uh, you see him sort of, like, brush his the palm of his hand against the craggy surface of the chasm. And uh, then you see him, like, reach his hand into a series of crevices and pull. And this is clearly some sort of hidden lever and uh, a whole, like, 10-foot-tall, 20-foot-wide section of of wall just, like, folds up like a garage door. And uh, it's a storeroom, but he says, well, there should be plenty of room for her in there, I think. It won't be the most comfortable space, but it's the best I can do under this sort of notice. Will that do? Uh, yeah, I. if she'll go in there. Chesapeake, what do you think? Chesapeake's a giant crab. I know. She's gonna, like, respond in, a, in an adorable way and skitter <laughs> inside, or is she just gonna stand there looking like a crab? Uh, Chesapeake's gonna look up to the, the top of the crevice, or the top of Maru's bed, and then look back to you and sort of, as sullenly as a crab could look, scuttle into the uh, the storage room. Aw, oh, guys, I'm gonna sleep in there with Chesapeake tonight. She obviously misses Nalos. I can't just leave her like this. No, probably be her off. I'm, I'm gonna sleep in the storage room with Chesapeake. Okay. And the dwarf sort of gives you all a look like, hey, this is above my pay grade, and walks back into the tavern and says, just return the keys in the morning. Breakfast is served well. You'll probably hear the commotion. Mmm, eggs. <clears throat> so, he sort of walks back into the bar, and you can hear the gentle hum of the strings re-resonate until the door closes. Alright, well, I mean, if it's evening time, I'm calling it a night. 
Yeah, I've been fighting and we've been tracking things and running through the forest and going hither and thither. Uh, I'm gonna go into the storage room with Chesapeake and, you know, hang out. Okay. Chesapeake goes to sleep pretty quickly. Because when the sort of storeroom closes, there's like a single pair of torches that illuminate a quite large room and it's pretty dark in there. That's where I'm at. Oh. So everyone goes to bed then? Yeah. Yep. Alright, so you guys uh, find some sleep and not too long afterwards the you know morning scuffle begins and most of you are probably awoken to the sound of several conversations going on downstairs. It seems like everything in the day is getting on to it. Probably a little earlier than most of you are ready for. Well, let's head on over to where uh, that fight between him and Pahopi happens. Um, well, since I'm waking up, uh, I'm going to ask the innkeeper real quick. Do you guys have two dozen eggs? Maybe three dozen? Um, well, you're in the storeroom that doesn't open from the inside. Oh, I was going to leave it, I guess. You, you don't. Oh, it doesn't open from the inside. Fuck. <laughs> I guess I'll knock on the door. Yeah, uh, you, you knock on stone. Uh, uh, boom, 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 boom. Hello? Everybody? <laughs> no response. Yeah, I assume we're just eating our breakfast, like, oh, I wonder where Pahokwe is. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> chance to get eggs. I'm going to eat them for him. Uh, there are no eggs. Oh, no! Ah! Retribution! <laughs> if you can't, can't have them, nobody can! Um, I'm gonna still keep knocking on the door. Yeah. Anybody out there? Hello. So when you guys get served breakfast, uh, the, 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 what's clearly the younger of the two dwarven daughters that work for their dad says, wasn't there a big furry fellow with you all? Uh, yeah, he's sleeping in the barn. I must have slept in pretty late. She sort of looks at you, but barn? We don't have a barn. Well, yeah, whatever shed or something. Where do they put the... Good? Uh, no, go ahead. Uh, She just sort of gives you this weird look like, I'll ask father, and she sort of leaves you all to your breakfast. Uh, this hilarity comes to a quick end when the dwarf realizes that he left someone sleeping in his storeroom, uh, and he sort of dashes out. And maybe a little after you've begun to get, you know, a little petered out of banging on a stone wall for ten minutes or more, <laughs> uh, you can hear a series of interlocking mechanisms begin to whirl uh, into slow order and the uh, large stone wall, you know, moves out of your way, and you and Chesapeake are able to leave. The dwarf immediately apologizes and offers you a, ha- a haunch of salted beef as compensation. Ah, uh, I accept your compensation. Thank the spirits you came. 
I was I'd be in there sure forever. not to leave you. You probably would have been in there until the breakfast rush was over, but not much longer than that. I'm terribly sorry. Missing breakfast. Oh. Who do you think would eat each other first? Do you think that Pahokui would first eat uh, Chesapeake if they were dying from hunger, or would Chesapeake take a big old nom out of Probably Pahokui? neither of them, because they're 100% Chesapeake would eat Pahokui. <laughs> I could I not bring myself to eat that crab. That's the, one crab I can't. That they're, they're fucking in a storage room for a tavern. You think there's no food in there? Well, there's no eggs, so apparently no good food. Wow. <laughs> Says the woman in real life that will not eat eggs. I don't know. I got a free haunch of salted meat. I'll sleep in a storeroom any day for free food. Right. Anyway, so... Surely, Pokewee walks in and just be parks herself just outside. Do I have my salted pork? Or whatever uh, you gave yes. me? Cool. I'm just munching on it. I'll right. sit down without saying a word at the table with you guys. So the tavern's quite more busy this morning than it was when you all arrived. Uh, and But sure enough, and, you, know, you guys were late to breakfast, obviously. Mo- most people are getting up and uniformed orders and there's like four guys all together that all you know pick up their picks and walk out uh, there's a crew of six or so people that you know put on their leather aprons and go to work some manner of forge or some such Uh, everyone seems polite is the wrong word but indifferent to one another it's almost as if they come here so regularly that there's no need for like ah how are you doing today it's like nah whatever, you're going to be ash-covered by the end of the day just like I am. See you later. So real. Um, so, after breakfast, what now? Uh, sorry. Um, do we know what time all this is supposed to go down? No, you guys were kind of just told, you know, tomorrow, sometime tomorrow. I mean, I, I want to be, play it safe and just, like, go there. Yeah, okay. I agree. I'll bring my my loot and just, like, I don't know, do do what they did back then when they didn't have cell phones to keep them entertained. Just, like, Play some music. Look at the clouds. You could uh, play for money on the side of the street outside while we wait. Yeah, yeah, that's a pseudo panhandle. Yeah, I'll panhandle. Sure. Give me a performance check while you guys wait outside the. Can I assist her by going outside and talking her up? I mean, yeah, you can you can use the assist action and performance. Yeah, any of you guys have talents? Juggling? Pokey, maybe you could lift big things? Are there li- large things for me to lift nearby? I mean, not that aren't living and also beasts of burden. Well, lift me, lift me. <laughs> beasts of burden. Ooh. Uh, 
I guess, I guess I could try to like bench press uh Nara here while you play music. I mean, if anybody's going to be impressed, at least I'll be impressed with myself. Right. <laughs> I got a 23. Okay. So, you guys put together quite the... What's the word? Uh... Show? Extravaganza? I was going to... There, there was a particular word that I was going to say for uh, the, the type of show you guys are putting on. It's It's essentially like a... <clears throat> all around almost circus like show. Yeah. You've got like a strong man, music, a town crier sort of thing. Carnival. Um, yeah. Yeah. Either way. Vaudeville? So, oh, now I just want to know what word you're thinking of. Yeah, well, when I figure it out, I'll say it. You guys receive over the course of half the day about four gold in, uh, you know, Hmm. Um, it's better than nothing so far. And this is where I would like to move forward, but we don't have Nick yet. Um, do we want to take like a little pause until oh. Nick shows up or something? Yeah, let's just take a fiver. Okay. Uh... And we're back. Nalus with us. And with that, Nalus. Um, so you recover from whatever wounds uh, you had suffered in the, the scrape you were in. And uh, the, the tiefling sister who was wounded is also healed by her sister. Um, Good. One of them... I forget the the one that primarily talked to you. I believe she was uh, the teal-eyed one. Is the one that's been the nicest to us, or would you like her her actual name? Uh, well, yes, that's the one that's been friendly to you, but she's not the one that's with you. The one with the cyan eyes is. Oh, okay. Yeah, the cyan and the turquoise eyes, I believe, were the ones that are with you guys. With you. With you. So, uh... Got my sticky note. Yeah, so the cyan-colored-eyed sister says, alright, well, with the morning, we really should head back to Maru's bed and get you to your friends. Tell them whatever you wish. Chet will be informed of what you know. And it should not be an issue. We wanted to keep this from you and your friends, but obviously that has been robbed from us. We are really good at finding out stuff we're not supposed to and then not doing anything good with it. So don't worry. I'll try and make sure we do better than usual. She nods and is completely silent the entire walk to Maru's bed. All right. But it is not a long walk whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you guys stand at the edge of Maru's bed, she sort of 
looks over and goes, well, I imagine you won't survive the drop. So here, and she produces a small uh, bottle, like a vial of, uh, it looks like metallic liquid, almost. Kind of like hematite if you liquefied it. Neat. She goes, imbibe this. Okay. I'll just down it. (laughs) Okay. Um, Make a uh, constitution save with disadvantage. Cool. Um, Let me double check. Uh, 19. Okay. So you pass, which is... So she sort of sees you withstand the effects of the of the potion. She goes, uh-huh. just let it happen. Stop fighting it. Um, and what she's referring to is you see your hands are becoming metallic. Oh. Ooh. Okay. And your extremities uh, moving towards the center of your body are slowly turning into metal. All right. And I guess I'll just kind of relax and let this take effect. Okay. Um so you sort of chill and sort of feel your body pushing the effect away and then stop. And then you it almost expedites the process and your entire body turns to metal in almost an instant. Um, and so you can only see. You, can't, you can no longer move. Um, and she sort of steps out to the side of you and sort of waves at you. Goes, take care. Do not move at all until you hit the ground. And then she pushes you off the edge. All right. Um, any thoughts for the sizable fall? Uh, I hope this wasn't an elaborate plan just to kill me. <laughs> okay. That probably ponders for a, a minute because <laughs> you fall for quite a while. I mean, it, it took you guys several hours to come down. So yeah. You, you fall for almost – I mean, I'm not going to try and pretend like I know f- physics, but – you fall for a longer, sizable amount of time. Longer than is comfortable. Yes. At least long enough to consider whether or not this was a good decision. Yes. <laughs> uh, and as you're sort of tumbling through the air in your non-ability-to-move state, you're basically a falling statue. Yep. Um, I should say you are a falling statue. Oh, Han, I will briefly consider the fact that Pahokui would think this is pretty cool, <laughs> that I am a statue. Yeah. Uh, it's at that point that uh, the party sees a couple people on the street during their performance point up to the sky and go, what is that? Is that a man? Uh, to any of which that looks in that direction can see a metal statue falling from the sky. It's just careening towards the ground. A metal man? I bet I can catch it. <laughs> Look out, it's raining men. Ha. Uh, I, I turn to uh, Nara and I'm like, do you think I can catch it? <laughs> Not if I catch it first and I take off running. I'm going to try and catch him. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Um, you two go ahead and make a strength contest to see who can stand under him to catch him. Okay. I, I, I want I want to, to run after Pahokui and cast guidance on him. So he gets an extra D4 for okay. any one ability check. Okay. <laughs> so Pahogui plus D4 versus okay. Leonara. Strength All right. Contest. I'm, I'm going to give Leonara a 
um, bardic inspiration. If we're picking sides, it's not Beautiful. fair. Come on. Okay, this is the best. All right. What else do I add for a uh, bardic inspiration? A uh, d6. Hers is better than mine. Oh, actually, it might be a d8 now. I was gonna say, I think at this level it's a d8. It's a d8. Sweet. So d20 plus d8 plus strength cool. mod. That didn't do anything. What do you mean it doesn't do anything? She doesn't have a strength mod. Oh, okay. What? This is a shitty troll ever. <laughs> hey, that was a really great D8. Uh, 19 plus 5 plus 1. Oh, this is in the coalition notes. 25. Okay. So, Bogue is able to muscle Leonara out of the way without hurting her. Uh, but, you know, manages to get, you know, uh, under the falling statue. Uh, Nalos, you have just enough time to see Pahokwi standing under you like, yeah! Pahokwi, um... Yeah? You... <laughs> just hold on a sec. I gotta roll some dice. <laughs> I'm sure this is totally fine. Don't worry, I'm I'm good at it. You take 96 points of damage. (laughs) 96? (laughs) So, I only have 67 right now. Right. Oh, thankfully. Do I explode (laughs) into chunks? Uh, That's how I die. Oh, is, is this you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna level with you for a second. Yeah, I really want to just tell you that you're dead. <laughs> That's fair. That's oh, fair. But I'm gonna put you at zero. Okay. I was gonna say, thankfully, it didn't do bringing you down to negative your max HP because then that's um, it. Like that's lights out. Yeah. That so unabashedly dead at that point. Uh, <laughs> worth it. So um, you attempt to catch a let's ballpark 500 pound metal humanoid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and don't. Okay. Not only do you get knocked to the ground with a huge, just I'm trying to fathom what a person that gets hit by a fallen piano looks like. Cause that's kind of your situation. <laughs> Uh, like on the plus side, I am not a very large humanoid. That does you're made uh, out of fucking iron right now. It doesn't. This matter. is true. <laughs> I'm just glad that I'm not like also Pahokwi sized. Sure, but I just want to point out, like you jumped off, you were thrown off an Empire State Building, basically, yep. and this idiot tried to catch you. It's real dumb. <laughs> totally in character. Not one of our it's better ideas, dumb. but. So you're at zero. Make a death save. Okay. Uh, Nalos, yeah. you're buried three feet into the earth. I was gonna say, I'm glad I didn't take that damage because I would definitely be dead. I, I feel like we missed a real opportunity for a superhero landing. Uh, eleven. Okay, yeah, it's one death save success. Okay. Uh, you want me to make another one right now? <laughs> No. Okay. 
I'm, I'm going to go over to Pahokui and uncork my uh, my alchemy jug and pour some beer in his face. Okay. <laughs> Can uh, I... That's, um... that's like a healing potion, right? No, it's not. Dracon, I have a... Or, uh, Kenny, I have one question. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm dying right now and in the middle of death saving throws, but can I have, like, begrudgingly give a thumbs up no. Terminator style? Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> not at all. Okay, fine. I will go over and uncork one of my healing potions for this dumbass. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it just like I see, I see him getting beer splashed on his face. I'll go uncork one of these things. <laughs> Big stupid mouth. Okay. <laughs> does, does my beer heal him? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how much does the potion heal? <clears throat> this is the best. Um, I die from this. I fully accept it. Two D four plus two. Right. Probably. Yeah. If yeah. It's just a regular one. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's just a, a regular one. So, okay. Two D four plus two. So, seven. Okay. He's still bleeding to death. But, like, a little less. No. <laughs> he. Okay, so, like, fuck it. He's... His chest, his ribs are broken. His chest is concaved. There's definitely blood in one or both of his lungs. His, his leg has been breached. I don't know what other way to describe the wound that has... It's happened to his leg, but it's been breached. And you okay. know, like those terrifying football injuries in the arms where like the bones stick out? Both of his arms are like that. Uh, okay, I'll give him a second potion. <laughs> we have a whole bandolier of them. I was going to say, other people oh. get an action because we're going to do this in like a soft. Oh, initiative, okay. A soft initiative. Sure. Order. Yeah. Uh, Nalos, you are beginning to unmetal. Okay. Am I. Hunt. So, have I landed face up or face down? You landed on your side. Oh, okay. Like you're diagonal. Okay. All right. So the 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 like I'm able thing... to sort of see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You're like you're like a bust sticking out of the ground, or the rest of you has like slammed into the earth. Cool. Um. So I can't move yet. No. I'm I'm willing to go with that. Uh. But I will mention that uh the thought going through Nalos's mind is that was really kind of Pahokwi to try and catch me, but also a really terrible decision. Um, and uh, that's that's about all I got. Leonardo, are you going to do anything to try and save this barbarian's life? Um, I don't really know what I can do. Uh, I don't have any potions on me. Uh-huh. Um, Didn't we all get bandoliers with five potions? Yeah. We did? Yeah, we all got a that. while ago. Oh, well, um, yeah, sure. He, he got two of them. All right, roll the heels. And they're what, D8s? 2D4 two two plus 2. I have red translucent D4s just for these. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. 
I rolled an eight. Okay. He is still bleeding to death. Pahokwi, make a death save. Okay. Is our goal to try and get him to not negative a lot? Uh, 15. Okay, that's another success. <laughs> I'll be honest, I if I were situation, I would probably just, like, not want to succeed these death saves. <laughs> <laughs> be like, I'm, let me just I'm... go peacefully. I'm going to tell you that in my head, I'm teetering between like, oh, please save me. And, oh, man, if this isn't the best death. <laughs> uh, is it, am I, am I, is it my go around? Whoever wants it, really. It's kind of right. open season. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put, I'm going to grab his hand with both my hands, put a foot on his chest and try to reset one of his arms okay. uh, and cast Cure Wounds. Okay. Uh, so, so... Don't level, heal me as this mess. Yeah. Okay. So, this is a, a 3d8 right here. Yep. Uh, so, so you're not casting it at first level, you're casting it at second level? I am casting it at third level. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, a 14... 17, uh, 19. Okay. That picks him back up to positive three. Okay. He is stable and no longer bleeding to death. I At least one of his arms is in good condition. The rest of him, not so much. Well, the rest of him is stabilized. Yeah. Am I unconscious? Yes. Okay. Fucking question is that. Don't worry. I'll help you with my stellar negative one medicine check. I feel really guilty that I encouraged Pahokui to chase after him, so I'm going to avoid looking at Pahokui and try to go, like, pick up Malos and make sure that he's okay. Man, how funny would it be if this wasn't me? It was just, like, some other random metal statue that fell off a cliff. Right. <laughs> this is killing me. Like, yeah, for, for real? Literally. <laughs> literally in the figurative sense. Oh. All right, so yeah, Nalus, you're you're no longer metal anymore. You're a little stiff, but yeah, Leonara helps you out of the hole that the most uh, of you is in. So I'll, I'll take a moment and kind of loosen my jaw for a second and be like, "Huh? Well, that didn't hurt at all. That was pretty I'm cool." Glad that somebody got out of that unscathed. Is Pahokwe okay? I guess I'll I'll go over and you know take a look. It's it it looks bad. <laughs> it looks real. You've seen guys get mauled by sharks that swimmed away looking better than this. Hmm. <laughs> I can't. Um. Even- I, I unmuted my mic to say something, and I just can't. <laughs> uh, what do I have? We've already dumped a lot of healing potions in him. Uh, you can say encouraging things. <laughs> maybe he'll hear you. Like, like coma patients. <laughs> um, I mean, he's breathing. Like, he's no longer, like... I mean, there's a there's a lot of his blood on the ground, but there's no longer continuously more of it. Right. 
how much of it can I collect? Can the alchemist do anything with with uh, yeah, you don't but... know, but you imagine the answer is yes. Uh, I, I want to scoop up as much of it as I can. <laughs> All right, you were able to collect. I'm, I'm not gonna put a volume amount, but an inordinate amount of yak folk blood. A, <laughs> okay. a lot, so much That's yak. So folk gross. Blood, so much yak folk blood that if a regular person asked you or or found out that you were carrying that much yak folk blood, they're like, okay, two things. This is either a vampire or a a real weird guy. I'm just going to write down one large yak blood. Okay. Yeah. That's a good idea, Crack. He might need that later. You have a yeah. water skin of yak blood. Um, You're welcome. I'm sure you won't do anything bad with it, and it'll all be fine. <laughs> well, I, let's see. So I can't really do anything to help the Hokwe. Uh, but I will take a look around and be like, did you guys bring Chesapeake? Did she find you? Uh, yeah, Chesapeake's right there. Oh, okay. You look around and Chesapeake's just like chitter, chitter. Cool. What up? I was well, I'm going to run over and go scratch her chin because this is not in my skill set to help somebody who's bleeding all over the ground. Right. Um, Chesapeake grabs you with her one good claw and throws you up onto her saddle. Perfect. Um, and now back in my rightful place. Um, I guess I'll have Chesapeake reach down and try and drag Pahokwe out of the, the hole in the ground. Yeah, she does that. All right. Well, uh, um, are there any, like, I, I would assume that there are townspeople around considering I was just the greatest spectacle they've seen in a while. Yeah, I mean, there's several people looking around. Someone's actively talking and pointing guards to your guys' general direction. Perfect. Guards always help us. Um, uh, oh, no, so, so much. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go ahead and wave to the guards and be like, hey, is there, uh, like, uh, yeah, your world has hospitals, I assume. Yeah. Or something similar. Yeah. Um, is is there a hospital in Maru's bed that we can take our friend or anyone who's more adept at fixing this? The guard walks over and nods and goes, yeah, we got something for that. <laughs> Pick him up. Okay. Uh, so I'll just have Chesapeake just kind of like grab him as best she can with her one claw and just sort of pull him in the direction we're going. You're gonna drag a dying man. No, 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 no! I will help pick up like his feet. I'm done feeling guilty, and now I feel bad. So I'm gonna. I will pick him up and carry him. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. There we go. So between Leonara and Chesapeake, the you guys are able to somewhat appropriately carry a dying yak folk. Are no See, longer dying yak folk. That is, this is even easier because she at least gets to walk sideways. Right. Um. So, uh, it's a short distance, but the guard points to a a uh sort of cut into the wall. It's very obviously a a doctor's clinic of some sort. Okay. Um. 
it's not what you would consider a hospital in the modern sense at all, but right. Uh, it it is a, a place of healing, and he sort of gestures for you two to take him in there, and then points to the rest of you and points at the ground. Well, I'll go ahead and hurriedly help get Pahokwi inside. Yep. So you and Leonara go in, and uh, the guard looks to the rest of the party and, you know, bids you to come over to him. Which is, I believe, just uh, Karak and Nara. Sorry, uh, Vala. Yeah, I'll go over. And immediately he's already writing something on a notepad and goes, right, so uh, you can't just put big splays of gore in the public space like that. Uh, That's certainly disrupting public safety and uh, health codes all over the place. Uh, So you all will be fined uh, 75 gold for such trespass, or you may serve your time in the mines. Um. We did not cause such gore. Uh, those fines are for Nalos and Pahokwi. You can write that down. Oh, no. Your group is paying this together. You're clearly all in fraternization with one another. Uh, we don't... The, the city doesn't particularly care where the 75 gold comes from or where your two weeks of labor collectively comes from, but the city will have its due. Is it 75 a piece or 75 uh, in total? The infraction is 75 gold, ma'am. I will take the ticket from him. And uh, put it on Pahokui's bedside table. Uh-huh. Do we have to pay it right this second? He's giving you the look like he's expecting the gold this very moment. I'm going to give him a look like, can I help you? Yes, I'm sure you know the look. Wait. This is amazing. Um, <clears throat> is, is there a, an appeal to some kind of, of court? Yes, and when I tell any court on any landmass that you all just took five gallons of blood and threw it onto a public street that clearly is against the rules of this place, I don't think you have much to stand on. I will stand outside. I suggest that none of you leave the clinic until you're ready to pay your fine or agree to your primary servitude to handle the fee. Discuss it amongst yourselves. I will be outside. And he sort of walks outside of the clinic and stands just next to Chesapeake. All right. Well, he can wait there. Um, is... I mean, I don't want to go work in the mines. Well, I'm definitely not working in the mines. Okay. These hands? No, thank you. <laughs> Man, These money makers. Fun to, see, uh, to see Vala and L. Just bond over being bards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I take it, Karak and Vala have uh, 
come into the the place now, and we're we're all talking about our options. Mm-hmm. Axel, get off my new stuff. So yeah, you're all standing next to each other except for um, Bohokwi, who's splayed out on a bed, uh, being attended to by a healer. I just, I really imagine this like um, My Hero Academia, where Deku <laughs> just gets, his arms are all floppy, and his yeah. legs are all floppy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, now I just need to become Jacoby's protege, and this can all be complete. Yep. <clears throat> right. Um, so I don't have like any money. <laughs> like normally I would just spot you guys and be like, yeah, yeah. no problem. I'll just pay the fine. Um, Let me go check how I, much money I have. I'll put in like 50. I'm unconscious. I can't tell you what I would or would not input. Can we check Pahokui's pockets? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I like the way you think. <laughs> the most rogue thing you've done this entire campaign. <laughs> Guys, that's really rude. So is him almost dying underneath you. I mean, and guzzling all our potions. He tried to catch me. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Pahokwi, how much gold do you have on your person? I have exactly 66 gold pieces on my person. Okay. You guys are able to find that he has 66 gold pieces. All right. Who wants to pay the remaining? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nine gold pieces. I'll pay it. I'll pay it. I was like, I mean, I can throw like the two that I have. No, no. Nalas, you've treated us to enough. I'll pay. <laughs> okay, so Pahokui, just squished Pahokui to death. Pahokui is bone dry broke. Uh, Man, I might just go work in the mines to make money. <laughs> Wait, aren't we supposed to like find out why people are disappearing from the mines? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like this is a perfect time to complete that quest while I'm ge- being healed. But who am I to say? I'm unconscious. Yep. I mean, I suppose we could just work the mines for two uh, weeks. For two weeks, uh, and uh, and hope none of us disappear, like the other miners. Uh, I'm not on this plan. I think we need to come in as um, experts that we are. I don't, even if we, we do defeat the thing in the mine, where they're still there, stuck working it. Mm. Maybe we can request a, a refund of our fee, of our fine, uh, when we defeat the bad guy. Yeah, that's, I, I want to negotiate with, uh, I guess whoever is the person in there that gave us the um the guard? Yeah, the guard. Um Yeah, I feel like okay, can we so So you leave the building. You leave the clinic to do that? I mean there's We can no... negotiate with his supervisor, be like, excuse me, I want to speak to your manager. <laughs> uh so there's nobody like, official in there with us, just the people working on Bahogui? 
Well, I mean, yeah, there's a couple of other people in there that are wounded and a couple of other people that are healers, but there's no one else with the law in the clinic, no. Okay, well, I want to go speak with the law, so... All right, the moment you step outside, he looks at you and puts his hand out and goes, do you have the 75 gold coins? And then he also extends a pair of shackles with his other hand. Not yet. Uh... He immediately shackles you. Oh. Can we see this? Probably. All right, I'm going to intervene. Okay. Like, we, we, we got 25 gold. It's not on my physical person, but <clears throat> gold in there is... I'm going to I'm gonna, um, talk to the guard and be like, excuse me, um, we have the 75 gold. Please release my companion. At this point, ma'am, if I do not get the 75 gold within the next few moments, I will take all privileges bequeathed to me as an officer of the law to shackle all of you, including the wounded one, and you will drag him into the, vo- into the veins with you. He extends his hand out to receive the 75 gold. Um, <clears throat> I uh, hold up the bag of 75 gold, which I don't know who I got it from. Well, you, and, I, I, I was under the impression you took 66 of it from Bahokwe and yeah. not from yourself. Yes. Okay. And I, I say, um, here's the gold. You can see it. Please release my companion. And I would like your badge number, sir. The, the moment the pouch is in my possession, your friend is as free as they ever were. And your badge number? I don't have one. Your name, then? He introduces himself by gently bowing, although not breaking eye contact while he does so. I am Officer Fundu Dula. Uh, can somebody write that down? <clears throat> Alos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is fucking killing me. For real. Fundu Dulas. Do, do loss. F U N D O, first name. Oh, damn. I was so close. D D U L A S, last name. Yeah, I was super right. close. <clears throat> I give him the money. He snaps his fingers. The shackles fall off of uh, Leonara's uh, wrists, and he catches them before they hit the ground. All right. Uh, I would like a, a receipt to um, note that we have paid in full. Uh, he nods and already has one prepared and hands it to you and says, thank you for keeping in compliances with Maru's bed. I hope we never have to meet under such circumstances. And he sort of bows and turns to walk away. It's fine. I got his name coming for him. I mean, That's rude. on an out-of-character basis, I also hope that we never meet under the exact same circumstances as this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next time I see somebody falling out of the sky, I'm going to think twice. See, after seeing all of that, though, like, me as a player is really glad I didn't say, like, hey, does Chesapeake see me falling, and is she going to try to catch me? Because she would definitely <laughs> be gone. Yes. Yeah. See, I <laughs> saved Chesapeake. I mean, I'm Chesapeake wasn't going to do that because Chesapeake <laughs> isn't perceptive enough to notice a falling statue. That's true. <laughs> She has slightly oh, better perception bro. than me, but that's not a big fucking statement. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, I guess I'll pester this doctor that's hopefully looking at Pokey yeah. and be like, um, so 
how long do you think it's going to take to fix our friend? Uh, the doctor looks at you with a quiz, like a quizzical look and goes, well, if you would like to pay for magical healing, I can have him in tip-top shape within the hour, my friend, but he will be groggy for the day. If you would let nature do its course, he is free to stay here while he recovers, and we will feed him during that time, but it would probably take several days, maybe a week. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, and I'll go ahead and just like get out my, my pouch that has all of my money and just dump all of it in my hand. Uh, which comes out to eight copper, 16 silver, and two gold. And I will hand all that to him and be like, this is all I have right now. But we really need him. Um, and and I will try to find you more money. I'll add 30 gold to that pile. The doctor stops you at that point. He sort of folds your hand back, your fingers back over your money and goes, I can see this man matters to you. I will keep the roof over my head the only way I can. And he takes five gold from uh, Leonara's um, 30 and puts it away and goes, I will take care of your friend, please. I respect your passion for him. He clearly must matter to you. Thank you. And with that, he sort of begins to cast what is very obviously a powerful healing ritual spell. Uh, so much so that another one of the healers walks over and joins the incantations. I'm going to kind of yell to the unconscious Bohogoy, you better not die after all of that. And then I'm good to be on my way. Okay. Uh, well, it's pretty fascinating. You can actually see a sort of cone of uh, like daylight bathe Pahokui's body and then like wisps of sort of almost opaque wind like pull his arms back into order. It's almost like an unseen, like invisible practitioner is physically mending his body uh, in, in real time. It's, it's kind of an interesting sight. Whoa. I'll like elbow crack and be like, can you do that? No. Mm. <laughs> Not quite. Oh. I can I can say words and make you feel good. <laughs> this is true. This is true. You have saved me many times that way. Well we should probably like give them some space to handle that. It only um, takes about ten minutes before the ritual's complete. Pahokwi, you feel a first thing you felt in a long time, you feel a sharp to the side of your face and consciousness just leaves you uh, immediately and uh, you feel great. You're 100%. Great. Um, I guess uh, I'm gonna wake up and be like, put my fists up like, ha, ha, ha! Where is it? <laughs> Did I get it? Oh, you got it. It got you, bud. The the but doctor sort of pats him on the shoulder and goes, he'll be fine, and walks away. <laughs> hey, buddy. Thanks for trying to catch me. I'm oh. sorry that you nearly died. Oh, no, you're back. 
Yeah. Sorry, I'm a little, <laughs> a little groggy. So, what did we learn? Uh, you shouldn't try to catch something that heavy, Nara. <laughs> I'm obviously the better one suited for it. Yep, that's the lesson. A plus. Do they have any, do the doctor's office have any, like, stickers that they give the kids? <laughs> because I want to find a new sticker. Well. No. Sorry. No. No, there's no sti stickers. Really? Stickers. Yeah, there's the, like, self-adhesive glue that lasts forever. I, why can't they put that on small pieces of art to give to children? You know, just this, like, minor wondrous item Yeah. being mass-produced for the amusement of children. That makes... Sense? Uh, no, no, it doesn't. No. That's a lie. No. Okay. Um, Are you guys well... trying to invent stickers? <laughs> no, I just want a sticker to give to Pohokui for being a good patient. Uh, Dude, they had glue in the medieval ages. Like, exactly. you could make a sticker. Yeah, but they didn't use it for stickers. Uh, so on a on a you know a better note now. Yeah. Um. Did did you guys find anything? After we got separated, you all just kind of disappeared. I went to go help uh, Jacoby, and and then you all were gone, and then I was unconscious for a bit. Me too. Uh, wait, Jacoby's a weird, like, bug person. Did you all know that? Yeah, isn't it cool? He's so cool. Hmm. How long am I groggy for, by the way? Uh, you're 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 probably fine at this point. I mean, you're gonna feel uh, okay. achy for some of the day, but I mean, you're you're good. Oh, I'm just like achy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I heard eggy. I was like, Pahokui is always eggy. That's true. Um. Hmm. Next time we're back at the capital, we should we should really talk to Chet about Jacoby. He knows a bit, and they were trying not to tell us, but it's it's a lot. And it's a bit of a mess. Sounds like you found out more than we did. I, I learned some, but the, the four sisters told me to keep it to myself, and that if you guys want to ask Chet about it, you're welcome to, but I'm not supposed to talk about it. And last time I talked about something I wasn't supposed to, I couldn't, like, breathe. So I, I don't want to risk it. Like, I didn't sign anything, but I'd prefer not to be cursed by something again. I can sympathize with that. <laughs> but but the gist of it is, like, Fahokwe, I'm sorry, but we aren't supposed to play with Jacoby anymore. Aww. I did learn the Tiefling sisters' names. They're they're a bit nicer sometimes. I really liked fighting that guy too. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, but it's it's 
it's in everyone's best interest if we try not to. There's there's a lot of like weird stuff going on and and like it was hard to wrap my head around the stories they were telling. Um but I guess well we still have work to do here, right? Did you all solve any of the problems for Maru's bed? Nope. Okay. That's a big old <laughs> nope there, buddy. Nope. Hey, uh, what happened to my gold, guys? Hmm? Just gonna gold. pat down my... Yeah, that's that's exactly my question. Did I get pickpocketed while I was out? I'm gonna look at Leonara. Uh... I'm gonna look back. Well, uh, if you want, we could go search the crater. Maybe it's spilled out somewhere. No, no. Um, there was quite the hefty fine for you <laughs> splattering yourself all over the uh, the sidewalk there. We helped you out and uh, paid your fine so they wouldn't shackle us all and uh, frog march us into the mines. Well, that's Don't fair. worry, but I know you couldn't afford everything, so I spotted you nine gold. Oh wow, that's that's so kind of you. Uh, <laughs> we should uh, take my mind off of that by uh, maybe looking at the this mining situation I've heard about from you guys. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, let's let's go find another guard and ask where those mines are. Okay. So can, can I just like run outside and look around for a guard? Yeah, there's a couple patrolling cool. around. Um, yeah, screw it. I'm just gonna walk up to one and like put my hand out to shake his hand and be like, "Hi, I had some questions I wanted to ask you." Uh, the guard smiles and takes your hand and shakes it and goes, "Yes, sir. What can I do for you?" Yeah. Um. So we were told by the merchants guild. Um, that like we have to solve some some problems for them, and one of them is to to figure out where these disappearing miners are going. Um, where where are the mines? So we could go look around and maybe learn something. He sort of halfway through what you're saying nods and he goes, "Oh yes, yes, yes. You are. I take it you and your friends behind you there are not from Maru's bed." Yeah, he sort of points, and so you guys just notice something. Every maybe. You know, the majority of the base of the of the fissure of Maru's bed is almost all, uh, you know, businesses and, and residences cut into the wall of the canyon. Um, but every now and then there's, you know, blank spaces that are just, you know, the wall of the fissure. Uh, and he sort of points up about 15 feet from the ground level. And every so often you can actually see a couple in eyesight reach, um, there's different dwarven runes etched into the stone on little, on, on like marbled plaques. Maybe you guys didn't look up that, that high or whatever, but maybe you just never noticed. But there's definitely a couple of these. And he goes, each one of those signs dictates a entryway to one of the vine, the veins. Uh, you all might be referring to the, there's a, one of the, copper and gold mines 
that has been having some miners go missing recently. We suspect goblin territory disputes, but we've seen not much evidence of it. But yes, any of them that say copper or gold, you're going to probably need to head a little east of here, over towards the Crystal Pipe Forge, or the Crystal, Crystal Pipery, is where many of the accesses for that are. Oh, okay. We're we're pretty familiar with the the Crystal Forge people, so we'll we'll go ahead and head that way. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll go hop on Chesapeake's back and be like, guys, let's go to the Crystal Forge and figure this out while we can. All right. Okay. I'm in. I'm gonna guess. Like, is it? Is it hard to tell what time of day it is down in the, it, it, the canyon? It can be. I mean, it's it most of the day, like the midday, mm-hmm. it's nice and bright. But like early morning darkness lasts longer, and early evening darkness comes sooner. Okay. Well, does anybody else have things they need to take care of before we go? Solve this uh, this problem. Go to the mines. Okay, so you guys go over towards the pipery, and you can see that there's a couple of those uh, marble plaques. Does anyone of you speak dwarven or read dwarven? Nah. Um, no, I'm I'm our elven spokesperson. Never mind. Nope. All right. So, how would you guys figure out where to go? <clears throat> Doesn't um, Necro speak Dwarven? Maybe. Yeah, but Necro's off doing Necro things right now. Necro doesn't speak any languages. I mean, he does sort of, but... Um, oh, hey, correct. Do you still have that purple lens? Maybe there's, like, something written in the the invisible letters Uh, that we can make sense of. This is how you end up seeing Dwarven Graffiti. (laughs) I'll I'll just give that back to you. Okay. Uh, So yeah, I'll go ahead and put it up to my eye and look at some of the various signs and see. You can see that there are uh, divots that were hidden from view uh, near these locations that seem to be a device or an apparatus to open the door that is clearly just the wall of the fissure. But it doesn't, like, transcribe what the marble plates read. All right. Well, then I guess... um, I bet one of the nice people from inside the... the Crystal Smith place can, can give us some better directions. Um... Because we're we're near them, right? Yeah, you guys are pretty much you know with an eyesight of the crystal pipery. Cool. Um, so I'll I'll go over and ride on up to the the door. Uh, are the two dwarf guards still there? Yeah, and they kind of give you a curmudgeonly look. Like, what do you want? Good afternoon. I'll briefly look at the sky to check if I'm close, and then kind of shrug. Um. So we're supposed to check on some disappearances from either the copper or the gold mines. 
but we can't read the signs on the mines. Uh, one of the um, dwarves sort of like <laughs> like stifles a laugh, and uh, the other one sort of rolls his eyes and goes, "Supposed to save dwarven and otherwise lives. Can't read dwarven." Hmm. With that, he sort of pulls out a piece of rough papyrus. Uh, and uh, a stick of charcoal from his pouch on his belt and turns his back to you and leans on the wall of the pipery and sort of roughly etches out uh, a sort of symbol and sort of hands it back to you and goes, you see that? That's copper in Dwarven. Oh, okay. And he hands it back to you and goes, now shove off. Thank you. Um... If I could have just another moment, do you know anything about the uh, the disappearances? Uh, you hear we... things, but our job is to guard the pipery. We don't go down there. We have not have had our hand the investigations. It's been going on for a little while now. What would you say? Two, three weeks? But mm. that's all I can tell you. Okay. Well, thank you. We really appreciate it. Uh... At some point, maybe I'll try and learn learn Dwarven, so I don't have to to interrupt you guys. Um, but thank you again. We'll be back at some point. I'll just turn Chesapeake around and ride back, and just kind of look at all the various doors and try and match it up to the yeah. Almost the, every one of the doors in this area are copper mines. Okay. Well, guys, I think we can pick any of these. There's four of them. What do you I think? pick the one on the far left. All right. Works for me. Okay. okay. I don't know any better, so yeah. <laughs> it's a nice, broad, open channel that goes sharply down. Not like you guys have to slip and fall, but like it's like a pretty, pretty notable gradient down. Mm. <laughs> Alrighty. And the halls are lined with uh, almost like move. Uh, what would you what would you call it? They're like cut into the walls are like channels where uh, luminescent mushrooms have been intentionally grown. To huh. light the hall. Neat. Um. And we don't we don't see any people of any kind. Uh, not at, not at first. Um, okay. I mean, you can hear in the distance the sounds of picks hitting stone. So clearly, there's activity up ahead, but. You guys haven't even sort of, I mean, you've been traveling for maybe 10 minutes down this nice long hallway uh, that has turned a bit. Hmm. Do we need to find the missing people or just figure out what's happened to them? I believe the contract said resolve the missing minor issue. I mean, hopefully we can find people. I hate for them to just be like stranded down here. Well, 
Um, y'all just want to walk until we hopefully run into people in the direction of the sounds? Yep. Okay. Uh, sure. I don't, know, I don't know what else to do. All right. Uh, so you guys travel a little ways further, uh, and then you can see the hall open up to a very large dome-shaped chamber. Very large. Almost wow. like the size of like a train station, like turnstile station for trains. Okay. Uh, except it is like that, but for minecarts. All kinds of minecart rails going in all manner of directions. Uh, you can see that there is a, probably maybe 25, 30 people at work in this chamber, you know, pulling carts along rails, directing them to other directions, you know, sending ones with cold down veins, receiving ones full of copper and sending them to, you know, be put into large containment units to hold copper ore by the ton. And a couple of, you know, foreman type characters pointing around in all directions, barking orders and making sure that people are working on time. Well, impressive. There's a series of seven other chain, like large sized hallways, larger than the one you came in from going in other directions. I mean, like the one you guys came in is like the size of a Metro tunnel. And these are, these other ones are bigger than that. Um, Huh. Maybe we should look for the guy that looks the most in charge and ask some questions about the missing miners. Hmm. Well, the one that's the loudest is a tall half-orc woman. Neat. We haven't seen one of those yet. Check it off on your uh, species bingo. <laughs> we should keep one of those. <laughs> Fucking Yalzar diversity bingo. Yeah. Hey, this is a big deal for me. Sure. I've seen, I don't think we've run into any half orcs so far on our trip. No, I don't we think have. we've even run into an orc, have we? Not a, not, a, not a full orc, no. But you have run into a half orc before. Oh, was it at the the yeah? Was at the the festival of skills? Way, way oh back. yeah, yep. Back right in the there. day, <laughs> back before you guys got your teeth cut, literally and figuratively. Yep. Okay. That time before I exploded. <laughs> All right. Um. Well. Because if nobody else wants to walk up and chit-chat with this person, I can. But, you know, I'll give somebody else a chance to do so if they want. Sure. Um, I'll, uh, I'll go up to this, this minor fellow and say... Uh, the, like the loud foreman? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, so she, it's a half-orc woman. Okay. Uh, I'll go up to the uh, half-orc woman and say, uh, uh, hi, sorry to uh, interrupt you during work, but we've been um, directed here by uh, leadership to investigate the um, disappearance of some miners. 
Um, so she has at no point in what you're saying turned to look at you, but the moment you say missing minors, she like juts a dirty finger. I mean, I just say dirty, not like with filth, but like with work in your direction. And you, she says, she like turns her head gently and goes, I'm going to talk to you in a minute. One moment. And she sort of goes back to barking at orders and telling people to get this and that done. Um, and she keeps her finger pointed at you almost as if to remind herself and, uh, you know, a few moments pass and she sort of like sends the last two uh, other workers that are near her away. And she turns to you and, and when she properly turns to you is when she stops pointing at you. He goes, what is it, small fry? Missing minors? You here? Yes. From where? Um, we were um, we're working um, in in uh on behest of the miners guild merchants right? guild yes. merchants guild so you're here to investigate the missing people yes very good and she points to the only one of the seven main like exit uh hallways that's been clearly boarded up and she goes you have to go in that direction. We can bear, we can break down the barricades for your benefit, but we will put them back up after you pass through. I can't have distractions from my men working just because some sort of murderer comes through. If you come back and you've resolved the problem, knock on the wood loud enough until someone comes over or break it down. I don't care. It's just wood. We can put it back up. Um. All right. So uh, we whoa, have whoa, a few. Wait a minute. You said murderer. Well, yes. They're not coming back alive. So we do have a few questions. We, the uh, Merchants Guild, uh, did not give us any details on, and if we know what we're up against, we stand a better chance of resolving it. Shockers how many people all around? How many people have been taken sure. or been killed? Does quick math and goes thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Um, over what span of time? Three and a half weeks. Three and a half weeks. Okay. Um. Has there been any communication or any any um, clues as to what is killing them? Nope, just bloody messes and discarded picks. Um. Okay, and is it just from this one area? And I point towards the boarded up place, or are there um, disappearances in other sections of the mines? None reported. Okay. Um, does does it, I look to my companions? Does anybody else have uh, questions that I haven't thought of? So no corpses have come back, just blood so far. Hmm. Well, we have brought back pieces of people. Yes, dwarf blood, you say. God damn it. Are we just going to collect other races' bloods and see what this alchemist back in the capital can do with it? Oh my gosh, it's bringing me right back to my hero academia. Right? This is so good. Okay. Yo, Crack, if you weren't such a nice person, I'd be a little worried. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Crack could never intentionally harm anybody. Yeah, I I heal people. (laughs) Yeah. See, he heals people, Nalos. I know. And this uh, this sort of 
thing continues on for probably way too long. The woman has already turned away from you all, continuing to bark orders. All right. Um, I'll I'll have her. Are we ready to go down now, guys? May as well. Yeah. I don't think we can really prepare for anything that we don't know what it is. All right. So I'll have her um, break down the barriers. Uh, and you can hear a commotion um, amongst some of the workers. One of the thresholds they're like running up out of and they go it's there it's there they've killed him they've killed him and with that order she goes what coming this way and it moves way too fast um by the time you guys probably begin to arm yourselves and prepare for probably a combat uh she goes do it and a couple of the dwarves um like pull a series of uh chains and cause a cave-in on one of the one of the remaining uh vein paths well is there anybody still in there oh i imagine uh uh all right i'd say we rush towards um this disturbance and with that we'll come back to it next week (laughs) so that was another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I have been, as always, your dungeon master. And holy shit, did I just forget how to outro? <laughs> yeah, you sure did. Holy shit! Wait, did did you do your your plug for uh for those wonderfully scented candles? Yes, I plugged Critical Wick at the start of the episode. Okay, but... good. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, of course we got to we got to plug Critical Wick. That place is fantastic. Buy Critical Wick candles. Uh, anyway, sorry. <clears throat> So that's where we're going to end it tonight. I have been, as always, your Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have with me the entirety of my party, except for a Necro. With that, we say goodbye to our fighter. Hey, this has been Nick playing Nalos, the Triton fighter. Thanks for listening. Our Druid. Hey, this is Clay. Uh, maybe I'll get some blood next episode. <laughs> Again. Our <laughs> Rogue. All right, bye, guys. This is Elise. Uh, I am not going to encourage Pahokwe to do as much dumb shit from now on. Our Barbarian. Hey guys, it's your favorite meat pile. See you next week. And our Bard. Oh, uh, it's Lauren. Alright, good night, everybody. Bye.